1: Hi, this is Jeff
0: Tate from Queensryche, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
2: Hey, this is Bumblefoot, and you're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Yeah. Everybody, what the hell's going on? This is Zach Wall from Black
1: Little Society and the Ozzy Osbourne Band, and we're all doing a hang, throwing back some cold ones,
2: and we're talking metal. Take it easy. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Ha, 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 This is Chris. And Maria from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. This is Jeff Fab from In This Moment, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal podcast, broadcasting around the world from
1: TalkingMetal.com
0: and StriegelsMusicNews.com.
1: Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. We are coming to you from Bionic Studios, Midtown Manhattan. How you doing, Mark? Good. How you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm excited to hear the interview that you did with Jeff Fab of In This Moment, one of our favorite bands and uh, a group that has been on Talking Metal a bunch of times.
0: Yeah, I hooked up with Jeff and the In This Moment gang down in uh, New Jersey at the Starland Ballroom, Sayer, Sayersville, is that the town? Sayerville, Sayerville yeah. Sayerville, yeah. Yes. Where Bon Sayerville. Jovi is actually from. Sayerville, New Jersey. Um, and they were rocking it. They were rocking it. I've seen a lot of good shows at that Starland Ballroom. It's a cool place. Through the years, yeah. Uh, Velvet Revolver I saw there, and Dokken, and Queensryche, a bunch of great bands. And it was great to see, in this moment, rock it out on the stage down there. And uh, they were playing with Mudvayne, and uh, I think a couple other bands. I can't remember. I actually could only stay for their set, and then I had to head home to uh, the baby. But uh, what a set it was. These guys always put on a great show, and the Starland Ballroom show was no exception. Great stuff from in this moment. We will hear from Jeff Fab, their drummer, coming up shortly.
1: Excellent. And then I saw in this moment a couple days later do an acoustic set with all band members present, and it was great. It was for a fashion show called metal couture and i actually was wearing one of their shirts the metal couture shirts and uh did an
0: interview for mtv2 we'll get into all that a little bit later okay cool cool want to hit some music and then come back and uh maybe read some letters and talk about the talking metal forums definitely let's do it here's some music by a band called equilibrium Uh, this is off the sagas album check it out
1: that was equilibrium
0: you can get it on itunes check out our show notes for the link yes definitely some great pagan metal there uh there is another episode of talking rock Uh, we are really cranking these out about two a year (laughs) yeah uh and it is up on talkingrockpodcast.com and of course on itunes you can leave us a review um in the talking rock section of, of iTunes. Uh, I think there's like one negative review up there. So <laughs> do us a favor and yeah, leave, leave us, us a, a positive a good, one, a uh, good review and check out talking rock episode four. Yes, Which is, cause, is misleading because it yeah. started out as Alien, alien rock, rock. And then
1: it uh, we, we switched it to Talking Rock. For legal reasons. Yeah. Actually, we were going to switch it anyway. And, yeah, that's true. Uh, what, what happened was and Somebody I had... threatened to sue us. And yeah. we... <laughs> but what was so funny about that is that I, I said, you don't remember that I'm the one that actually was working with you on this Alien Rock project. And you, and you actually uh, interviewed me for your book because you thought it was cool that I already had something going called Alien Rock. And then right. you were going to write a book called Alien Rock. So then what happens is two years later, that same person says, oh, by the way, how dare you steal my my name? And I said, you don't remember. I'm the guy that was in your yeah. book that you were corresponding yeah. with. So that was pretty hilarious. But we were going to change it to talking – Rock anyway Which makes more sense yeah, Talking Metal yeah. Sister
0: podcast Talking right. Rock And of course You can uh, read The Alien Rock book uh, Which John is in And yeah. they talk about One of his songs That uh, he wrote With uh, Captain T A.K.A. Mark Striegel uh, called right. "Disturbing Abduction Remember right?
1: when that was a, a secret Like no one really knew Yeah for a long time yeah. But uh, eh. Said so, like The cat is out of the bag yeah. Hey I have a couple of letters that I personally picked uh, from the Tonking Metal mailbox. Yeah, go for one. And I know you have some. Now, let me tell you guys, I saw Motley Crue a couple of nights ago at Madison Square Garden, which is one of the all-time greatest venues ever. I don't know if bands necessarily sound great in that venue, but they just... You know are excited because they're playing New York City in one of the most famous arenas of all time and and this concert was no exception. I don't know, Mark, if just something's going wrong with me or what, but even before the band came out, I started crying, and really? I hope no one saw me. It was ridiculous i I was freaking out it was unbelievable. it really was they I was calling people on the phone, going, "Oh my God, they're about to come out on, on stage and and it was really. Amazing when the band finally did come out and uh, they played several of my favorite Motley Crew songs, uh, Wild Side, one of my favorite songs, uh, Live Wire. They played Shout of Devil, third, which was kind Usually of an they interesting with place. That, yeah. yeah, for They're that to do too. in
0: the beginning and shout at the devil. Yeah,
1: and it was just out of control. And you know, what I thought about it, is I thought it was so cool that here's this band, you know, that tried something. Back in the early 80s And they really have stood the test of time And uh, they are still rocking 20 years later
0: Yeah, definitely At least, maybe even yeah, more, maybe than, even 20, more 20, than 20 When
1: yeah. 82 to what, I don't even know 25, what year yeah. Yeah, 25 years later, unbelievable So anyway, check this out I saw so many people At this gig that were talking metal fans And it was just out of control What happened was, and this is kind of a rare thing For Madison Square Garden They had a general admission pit area. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, there was a group of people literally at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon lined up already to get into that pit. And believe it or not, about six or seven people left their space in line that they've been waiting in all morning since like 7 a.m. to come and get some photos uh, with me, which was amazing. Oh, cool. And uh, one of the Talking Metal Forum dudes, Mooch, was there. Oh, yeah, right, And right, right. Uh, we, we did some photos. And plus, a couple of the people I ran into at the Ace Frilly concert were there. And it was, it was really cool. Uh, ran into just so many people um, it was a guy from iTunes named Damon who uh, we're going to do some work with uh, who uh, came up to me and uh, just met so many people, people from Revolver, people from Roadrunner, people from a bunch of different magazines, and uh, I had so a blast.
0: It was a good show and a good network, yeah. uh, uh, networking experience for we you. Without right?
1: a doubt. So listen to this letter. This is from Nicholas. And uh, I like it. Check this out. It's like a little guy, and there's like a little dog. Yeah, yeah. I like it. With the, you know, on, we, we're on talking, his email, huh? talking metal are fans of dogs. So that's a that's a fact. <laughs> You know, we got Ozzy, who's been on our show, Ozzy the dog, that is. Okay, so here's the letter from Nicholas. Yo, what's up, John? I was talking to you at Motley Crue's MSG show on the 16th. It was a great show. Hope you enjoyed it. I am 15 years old, and I wanted to let you know that I loved your show, Talking Metal. I think you guys are great guys. Write me back soon. P.S. Please go back on the air. Cool. Well, Nicholas, thank you very much for that letter, man, and uh, I appreciate that you were a supporter of Talking Metal and that you want to see us back on TV soon. And uh, we are going to do everything we can to make that happen.
0: Cool. Let's uh, read another letter here, and then maybe uh, get into the interview with with Jeff. Here's another letter from Scott. Uh, this come, came in a few days ago. What's up, fellow Christians? Kis- Christians. It's like a yeah. new religion, yeah. like
1: Christian okay. okay. Christianity.
0: Yes. S-T-I-A-N-S. I was a listener from the very beginning of the Talking Metal podcast, but I've taken a bit of a hiatus over the past few months. Hey, I understand that. You've got to give yourself a I think a we've break, taken a bit of a hiatus yeah.
1: <laughs> in the last couple of months, so you probably didn't miss anything. But.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Anyway, it's great to be back as an active listener of the Talking Metal family. I just finished listening uh, to the Richard Christie episode. It was a great listen. Uh, It was really cool hearing about his beginnings in music and his relationship with Chuck Schuldiner. Growing up in South Florida, I was well aware of death and the impact they made on the metal scene. However, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I truly embraced the melodic death metal sounds of bands like At the Gates "'Children of Bodom, Arch Enemy, Dark Tranquility, and a host of others. "'As I quickly got into all of the Norwegian bands, "'I also felt it was important to revisit death "'and the roots of the melodic death metal machine. "'Every time I hear musicians and fans talk about Chuck, "'one thing remains constant. "'They always say how humble and friendly he was. "'It's too bad I never had the opportunity to see him play live.'" But as Richard said on the podcast... He is still alive through his music, which I will continue to feed my ear hole for a long time to come. Again, it was great hearing Richard talk about Death and Iced Earth, both of which are truly amazing bands. Anyhow, I just wanted to drop you a line. I've been listening to a lot of Opeth lately, so I'm going to check out the podcast you had with them last year. Take it sleazy. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, cool. And thanks, that Scott. guy's
1: name. It says yogurt. Yeah, it's signed yogurt. I don't. But know, I think his real name is, uh, is Scott. Scott. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, hey, Scott, thanks for that letter, man. It was very cool. You want to hear something funny? Mark yeah. and I. This is addressed to yogurt. Mark and I uh, go through this Talking Metal Mailbox and pick out letters that we think are very cool, and both of us picked yours. So thanks for sending that in.
0: Cool. Let's.
1: Uh, you want to get into the interview? Yeah. Why don't we get? Then into we'll come the back and talk a little bit and talk more. Talk a little bit about yeah. in this moment and maybe
0: couple of other things cool this is forever by in this moment you can buy it on itunes and uh then we'll get right into the interview with jeff fab drummer of in this moment Mark Striegel, Talking Metal Podcast here at the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. I got Jeff from In This Moment and he's getting ready for a show tonight. Tell me about the tour. Who are you on tour with right now?
2: Uh, we're on tour with Mudvayne and Nonpoint and it's just been awesome. Cool. And Mud, have you toured with either one of these bands before? No, no, we haven't. This is the first time and it's just been great. The shows have been awesome. All the guys are cool. It's just been a great time. Now you guys tour with a wide
0: range of different types of bands from a band like Mudvayne all the way to people like, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, Megadeth, who brings the, you know, when you're not headlining, who brings the the crowd that appreciates what you're doing the most.
2: You know, that's hard to say because <clears throat> like all these bands have fans that don't know about us. So, I think every all of them do. <laughs> you know, not not that all of them like us, but you know, when we can grab like You know, 10 people, 20 people from each, you know, that are becoming this moment fans. It's just awesome. So I think we benefit from all of these bands, from their fans.
0: And is it... Is there like a typical in this moment fan that you're starting to recognize, or because for me, I've I've seen like young like ten year old kids into you guys, but then I've also seen like fifty year old like soccer moms also right. into your guys. Right. So is it is is that what you're witnessing, or is it more the younger crowd that you're you're noticing at the gigs?
2: Um, you know, it is a little bit of both. I think it's you know there is a lot of young kids, and then there's their parents <laughs> that bring them and that are fans. So it's like. But yeah, a lot of a lot of our fans are young, are younger, you know, the younger generation.
0: Cool. Now we had Chris on the podcast a, a couple months back, and and uh, Maria's done a ton of interviews where we hear about her backstory, and and Chris uh, shared a little bit about his, his past with us when he was on the podcast. I want to know about you, where you grew up, when you started to play drums, and when you got into music.
2: All right. Well, I am from Mattatuck, Long Island, which is. Way out on the east end of Long Island Which is on the North Fork So the South Fork is the Hamptons and, and what not North Fork, Riverhead You know that, that area So I'm from Mattatuck I went to Mattatuck High School I started playing drums when I was 11 I, Well that's when I got my first drum kit And I studied with um, An instructor out there With my friends and all of us Had the same instructor His name was Mark La Rosa Awesome dude He still gives lessons out there now And um, just started taking lessons from him Around the same time Played in some hardcore bands On Long Island I played in a band called Trip Face And did that Then I was trying to get into other bands And stuff like that For some reason for me it was hard I couldn't really I guess maybe it was the area I lived in It's really, you know It's suburbia You know, it's really hard to find a gig (laughs) In the middle of a farm field So Um, When I was 19, you know, I moved to California. And when I, you know, when I got to California, you know, I just, I had to go, you know, start all over again, pretty much. You know, I went through the music connection.
0: When you, did you move out there specifically for music?
2: Yeah. I mean, I just, I just didn't, I knew, you know, I wasn't going to pursue music if I stayed where I grew up, you know, and um, so I just had to, I just took off and, it's not like I was trying to like become a rock star or anything like that. I actually just wanted a change. I wanted to live somewhere else. I wanted to live in a city. I didn't want, And I wanted the nice, wet, nice weather and stuff like that. My sister had already moved out there. So I kind of went out and visited her. And then was like, hell yeah, I'll move out here. Just, you know, and then I met all these guys through playing. I played in other bands with Chris, and I played in oh, one, other, one other band with uh, Maria. Really? oh! And uh, so I've known them for a really long time. We all live together. You've heard the story.
0: Are yeah. you the one who brought Maria, like, into the fold with no. Chris?
2: No, no. Chris brought Maria in. Okay. Actually, it's so funny. They were in a band. Chris and Maria were in a band with friends of mine. And I heard the, I heard their demo, and I was like, "Holy cow, this girl can smoke, you know?" And I honestly, I wanted to be in their band right when I heard that demo. It was kind of weird. I was just like, I am getting in this band somehow. My friend played drums in the band. so um, he ended up uh, moving on to another another band, and I took the gig, and we've been jamming with you know jamming ever since. That wasn't in this moment. That was a different band, but it okay. was it was Chris and Maria.
0: Cool. And when you first started playing drums, like what drummers drew you to the drum kit?
2: Man, everybody from Alex Van Halen to uh, Tommy Lee. Um, you know, of course Neil Peart. Uh, God, I've had. I just. I have so many um, influences. You know, some technical, some totally not technical. Right. Phil Rude, one of my favorite drummers. Cool. You know what I mean? So. You know that, that pretty much that era. I mean, I grew up in the '80s, so right. I was I was all about the, you know, Nico McBrain and you know Dave Lombardo. I, I was in know it all.
0: Cool. All right, so okay, let's talk about some of the gear that I've seen you endorsing. Uh, we'll start off with D drum and then get into the uh, minor cymbals. Cool. Um, what what is the D drum? It looks like a big snare drum or something.
2: Well, no, it's they actually make all acoustic drums now. It was, um, D-Drum was like tri- mostly triggers and electronics. And oh, then they okay. put out, they started putting out acoustic drums. And um, I got hooked up with them when I was on tour, with, when we were on tour with Megadeth. Sean Grover uh, played them. And he was like, you know, oh, you know, if, I, if, you, if you like my drums, I, could, you know, I can have the rep come down. He actually likes your band. And he was asking me what drums you played. And I wasn't endorsed at the time. So uh they came down and were awesome to me and gave me a drum kit right then. So I just started trying trying it out from there and the service is so good and they're so good to me that uh and the drums are just awesome. Their their new line of drums that just came out is sick. I just got a new kit from them. And uh they're it, they're just awesome. I love the company that's blowing up right now. They I mean they always had a bunch of good drummers on it, but I mean everyone knows now that like, Vinnie Paul is endorsed by them and it's just blowing apart so i feel fortunate to have been brought on earlier cool. you know because yeah, maybe i would have been on there now <laughs> but uh yeah i'm stoked i'm stoked to be on djump cool and how about the symbols? same thing minel chris brewer from minel is my uh rep and he's a beautiful beautiful metalhead friend of mine and friend of the bands and he hooked us up me in this moment um Earlier on we didn't even have a we didn't have a record deal we had management at the time but we didn't have a record deal and he was so cool to me and he hooked me up with an endorsement and I've been with him ever since it's going on a few years now and uh, just the same thing I mean you can't beat the professionalism of them I mean, and 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 the the availability you know like when you call they'll you know these two you know Chris will answer my phone calls get back to me. Make sure I'm taken care of. He rules.
0: Cool. Now, In This Moment has a lot of Ozzy Osbourne connections. You guys, of course, are managed by Blasco. You toured on OzFest. You opened up one of Ozzy's arena tours for him. Any good Ozzy stories you could share with the Talking Metal listeners?
2: Yeah. um, You know, when we first started that tour... I think we, oh yeah, where was it? I believe it was Washington. We were all in the dressing room before the show. Boom, the door opens up. There's Ozzy Osbourne. He pumps his head in. Have a good show! We were all like, oh my god! You know, like, no way. We would see him through the hallways. He always had uh, guards around him. And he always seemed like he wanted to hang out. But, like, the guards were like, no, 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 no. You can't, you know. They would just, like, kind of circle around him and walk him through the hall. And You know, I mean, he's a rock star. So it's like, you know, everybody wants to talk to him. But... He is one of the coolest dudes. Honestly, I didn't really get to to meet him that much on that tour, but we just recently, you know, got to sit down with him again, like really sit down with him and talk oh, to him. And we we were at his house. Oh wow! And uh, we were. Sit- it's a different
0: house than was on the show, right? Or is it? I,
2: I you know what? I I, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, but it's a beautiful house. We were down in the studio with our with our producer, which is also his producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were sitting down there, and we were, you know, working on some things. And in comes Ozzy. First thing out of his mouth, I remember when Tony Iommi goes into this story about Tony Iommi and Black Sabbath, and me and Chris are just staring at each other like, "Are you serious? This is so awesome!" You know. He, he. The one
0: thing I've interviewed him three times now, and the one thing that I, I always find is he's the biggest star out there. And also one of the the nicest i mean two of the at least two of the three times we interviewed him he wouldn't stop his handlers were cutting him off and he was like no no and he kept talking and it was like he was really he's got
2: a lot of energy right yeah yeah he's like really outgoing too isn't he and just funny yeah just so funny i just i couldn't stop laughing yeah he's it was like such a pleasure i mean i can't believe i actually got you know got to meet him because he's you know i grew up listening to him and it's I'm definitely starstruck around around Ozzy Osbourne for sure. Any <laughs> other
0: good rock star stories, people like Dave Mustaine or anybody?
2: Dave Mustaine same thing. Awesome dude. You know, and a lot of people, you know, I mean Dave Mustaine's intimidating, you know he is. You know what I mean? He's he's intimidating. He he's even when you look at him he's he intimidates you, you know? So we didn't know what to expect. He was the nicest guy ever. I mean, he hung out with us, he talked to us, he Gave us advice about our band, Um, you know, it it was just so cool, the same thing, grew up listening to Dave Mustaine too, so I, you know, that for me was humbling as well to to meet him, but yeah, he was such a cool dude, he really was, he took care of us, he was always, you know, he always wanted to just say hi and see how the tour was going and, and, and converse with you, and he was just cool, just down to earth, man. Not what I, you know, I didn't know what to expect because you're just like, oh god, should I look at Dave Mustaine? Should I say <laughs> hi or not? I don't know what to do, you know. But he made it real comfortable and he was cool.
0: Sweet. Um, the album, of course, is the Dream. You guys did an amazing job on it. I mean, the songs—it is such a hooky record. Um, even in, in some ways, more so, I think, than than Beautiful Tragedy. The 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 hooks are just there, and the song structures are are amazing. Let's talk about the production of this, starting with songwriting. You guys never stop. You're either mm-hmm. touring or you're recording. So I'm imagining a lot of the pre production and the the pre you know, I guess the songwriting must have happened on the road.
2: On the road. Yep, it did. When we were on the Aussie Tour, we started writing on the bus. That's how we did it. And we came up with a bunch of ideas and then when we got off the tour and do you you
0: are you working on melodies with them, or are you pounding on a drum pad, or what's happening?
2: No, no, no. I mean, I can play guitar too. Oh, so, cool. so um, you know, a lot. I mean, not that I have to, because these guys come up with great stuff or anything. You know, it's just everybody putting in their two cents. You know what I mean? Maybe a riff like that. I hear them play a riff, and then I heard them play a little riff earlier. Maybe you know, just as an example. I'm not saying this is what happened. And just be like, oh, well, maybe, you know, let's do, put that riff on the end of that riff and combine them and do this. You know, we all work together. Everybody lets, I mean, like, I let them tell me maybe this will sound better, like, as a, you know, as a rhythm track here or whatever. You know, whatever. We just, you know, we're open. So we feed off each other a lot, you know what I mean? So it's, it's actually pretty cool, you know, because it is. Everyone's, everyone's equal and we all put in what we need to put in, you know? Cool. Take and we, we will-, will from each other. Sorry. Yeah. Just and just take take what we take from each other. You know.
0: Very cool. And we will have links up in today's show notes where you can download that on iTunes. And I also suggest getting the CD because the the artwork and stuff on the CD is really cool. Who worked uh, on that with you?
2: Um. Well, a lot of those ideas are, are Maria's. You know, and then she you know she brings them up to the band, thinks what we think. You know, and of course, like all the times, we're we're cool with what she comes up with because she's got a good vision. So, um, and then we have our, um, you know, our, the guy who does all our art at Century Media. And, uh, and you know, he, he's a, he amazing, you know. and it, 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 We came up with, it's like kind of, I mean, obviously everyone sees it. It's kind of like an Alice in Wonderland-ish, stream of consciousness kind of record. Right. You, you, you kind of get that? Totally, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. So like and, I mean, that you hear
0: that in the music and in the artwork, so yeah definitely. Now, uh, kind of back to what I was saying earlier. The the drive that you guys have the you just never stop. How how do you keep the pace up? Is it is it tough to something you know when you're deep into a tour? Is is it hard to to know that uh, we got a, a still another three weeks of shows? And 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 where does the drive come from?
2: I think it's just because we all wanted to do this so bad our whole lives that now that we're doing it we just don't want it to end. And we see when you start to see like more and more fans showing up and, and you know, you're, you know, you're getting, you're getting the gratification from it. You're seeing something happen. And I think it just gives you that drive. Like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep pushing. I want to keep, you know, I just want everyone to hear, hear this record or this, or my band and I want to, you know, get more fans and stay on the road. It becomes kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like, like an addiction kind of, you know? And as far as being on the road all the time, yeah, sometimes you get you get kind of like maybe just like a little homesick or whatever like that. But you know what? I'll go home for two weeks, and I'm like, all right, I've had enough. I want to go back on the road. You know, because I just feel like I'm not doing anything. Right. You know, it's like I'm not, you know, it's just, it's so for me, and I know a lot, you know, the band too, it's just it's it's we love to be on the road for Maria on the other hand it's a little harder for her because she's got a son right. you know yeah. so I understand when she starts to she gets a little bummed out and stuff when she can't see her son so we try to let it you know so she we try to like make it in our touring schedule that she can be with her son for an amount of time you know and then we you know, so we try to make it easier on her but you know for us we just you know we just want to keep pushing the record is it
0: hard I mean, does he come out on the road ever with yeah, you guys? Yeah,
2: yeah, he comes out and like we've known him forever too. We've known him since he was a little little baby, you know. So he's a great, great kid and you know, he's just we love having him around and he helps me a lot. He's he plays drums, so oh, cool. yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. So yeah, he's a good kid. And uh, yeah, he's actually gonna come out on warp tour for a little bit of warp tour with us. Oh,
0: excellent, excellent So, I know you got a show coming up in literally probably just a few minutes So, a couple last uh, questions here Tell me something that most people don't know about your your band members We'll start with uh, maybe one thing that somebody doesn't know about Blake, Jesse, Maria, and Chris Each one individually
2: All Um, We'll start with Blake We'll start with Blake That he likes, Blake likes barbecued sunflower seeds Nice. Favorite.
0: How about uh, Jesse?
2: Jesse sleeps in his bunk all day, every day. He comes out of his bunk maybe twice a day. We really? see him, yeah. We barely ever see him. Wow.
0: Interesting. Chris?
2: <clears throat> Chris. Mm, Chris. Let's see. That for in the beginning of the store, he was wearing two different. Two different styles of Converse sneakers on his feet. No one noticed.
0: Really? Well, okay. And <laughs> we'll <say that. laughs> last uh, but not least, Maria.
2: And Maria... Well, everybody knows that she's like a hippie girl. So, let's see. Uh, Maria cleans the whole bus on Mondays. Really? That, yeah. <laughs> well, wow, that's, that's we good go. for you Perfect. guys. Yeah. I came yeah. up with
0: one. I was like, shit, what am I going to
2: say? Right. Cool. And everybody
0: knows that nowadays... Bands just don't sell as much as, as they used to. And, and as much as the internet has helped a band like you guys, I would imagine that in certain ways with sales and stuff, it also may have hurt you. Um, what is the best way for a Talking Metal listener to support you guys besides actually paying for your music? Is it the merchandise? Is it coming to shows?
2: Yeah, coming to shows. Going to shows and, and buying merch. Yep, absolutely. Just going to shows in general helps. You know, I mean, buying merch, of course, is it helps too. But, you know, just going out and going to shows. Because, I mean, that's what it's all about now. Anyone can download a record. Right. You know, so it's like the live show you can't download. So, right. You know, maybe you could watch it on YouTube off somebody's camera phone sometime. But, I mean, besides that, I think it's, that's the real part of it. I think touring's the only way to do it right now. It's the only way to... I mean I mean thank God we didn't really like we didn't come up in the in the 80s yeah. when you could sell 500,000 copies of your record right. for, no easily you know
0: uh, yeah I was reading some stats like I mean even like I don't know if you remember Vinnie Vincent yeah, like his first course. solo record yeah. sold like you know hundreds of thousands of copies yeah. its first week you yeah. know what I mean and yeah. he wasn't really that big
2: yeah. it's like it's unbelievable so the live show is you know it's how bands are how, how bands are surviving I think yeah
0: cool and, uh, and far, as far as the merchandise goes where's the best place uh that the listeners can buy merchandise is it through the myspace page
2: yeah yeah right off the myspace page and you know all of our all of our merchandise is, is you know all set up right there so you can get it right off right off the uh the myspace in this moment cool
0: thanks jeff and have a great show tonight and if we could just get a talking metal id your name your band and uh you are listening to talking metal
2: absolutely this is jeff fab from in this moment and you're listening to talking metal <laughs>
1: was I'm Broken by In This Moment members and Talking Metal members.
0: Yeah, three of the members of In This Moment, Maria, Jeff, and Chris, played with John and I, and we recorded that great cover of Pantera. And you can check it out, the video version of that, on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal.
1: And you know what's pretty cool is that, and I told Maria this when I talked to her a couple of days after you did that interview with Jeff, is that the two in this moment videos that we put up there—the uh, uncut, this is what we're calling uncut version of "I'm Broken," and also the "Run to the Hills" single camera shoot—are two of the most watched and most commented on videos on
0: our YouTube page. I mean, they're they're skyrocketing over everything else. Cool. Cool. Well, big thanks to In This Moment and uh, to Jeff and his uh, his wonderful fiance. I was hanging out with them at uh, the showdown in in New Jersey a few weeks back, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the opportunity that he gave us to interview him. Uh, we, we actually sat in my car and did that interview. Oh, that's because great! Because it was a little noisy on their tour bus, so we, <laughs> we went out and and uh, afterwards, then we went on the bus and and hung out um, for a few minutes before uh, Jeff and and The band had to go on stage. We got to hook up with them.
1: We got to hook up with uh, those guys, you know, just
0: on a non-concert day sometime in New York to hang out. Sure, definitely. Definitely. So thanks a lot to In This Moment. Make sure you support them. Go and buy the new album on iTunes. We will have it linked through today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com. I uh, wanted to mention the movie, The Wrestler. John and I both uh, caught this movie within the last month or two, yeah. and what a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It uh, was shot in New Jersey and had some great classic pop metal, if you will, from the uh, from the 80s on the soundtrack, including what I thought was Rat, but John actually corrected yes. me. Tell, tell us, the, the two Rat songs that you hear in the wrestler movie aren't Rat, is that true?
1: That is correct. Even though on iTunes, I believe it says that it is Rat, or somewhere online I saw it said it's Rat, but it's not. It's it's a group called Rat Attack, which is Stephen Piercy, George Lynch, and Tracy Guns.
0: Huh maybe they they re-recorded it or something or it was cheaper for them to use, buy the sound recording rights for those right. versions of the song and that's somehow when you're in TV and film you got to clear not only the the publishing but you have to clear the sound recording rights right so maybe it was cheaper for them to go that route yeah then. there's something
1: called synchronization rights and that's yeah. when you when you have video and audio together you want to hear something really cool uh all of our talking metal uh g and r people will appreciate this you heard sweet shout of mine I believe it was that at the end of the movie, yeah, yep. and Axel gave that song to them for free. Yeah, very which cool was amazing to do that. Now I love that movie for a bunch of reasons, and uh, Mark knows some of them. I-, I just think it was unbelievable. I mean, I think Mickey Rourke was so cool. I think
0: we definitely got to really work on getting him on talking metal and I bet we could do it fun I'd love to start getting people like him uh, Like Lance Armstrong who is like the world's biggest Iron Maiden fan, you know Like people outside of the metal community to come in and talk about how much they like metal I think that would be uh, an interesting thing to do. Um, I just flew back from from Israel and watched like every episode of, uh metalocalypse, uh, right. the, you know, that, uh, cartoon with Deathlock. I always don't know if I'm saying that. Yeah. Here, I, 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 one I
1: time it took us like five minutes to try to say that word. metalocalypse. Yeah. Metalocalypse.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a great cartoon. And, uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, definitely go pick up the DVD box set for season one, which I believe one of our listeners sent me. I yeah, think he bought definitely. it. I think Jason, uh, Jayhawk, Jayhawk, maybe I yeah. sent that in I remember yeah, when he so sent that in. Thanks to Jayhawk for that. Yeah, so I was over in Israel. Last night I was actually at the UN at a Battlestar Galactica fun- function, which was pretty crazy. So it's been a busy time, and I apologize that we haven't uh, had more podcasts up for you guys. Again, there is a new Talking Rock episode up if you're interested in that. John and I are hanging out on the TalkingMetalForums.com, talking with all you great people. There is a new way to get onto the forums. If you're not a registered user and you haven't been on the forums, now's the time. We want the real, true Talking Metal listeners to join us on the forums, not people who uh, could give a rat's ass about us and are just looking for somewhere to hang out. We want you people who are listening to this right now to join us on the Talking Metal forums. Uh, There is a password that you need. It'll ask you for a password when you register. That password is the first name of the vocalist who performed South of Heaven with John and I. So you need his name, his first name, to uh, register. That is the password for TalkingMetalForums.com, which are now just celebrated recently their two-year anniversary, two years old, the Talking Metal Forums.
1: You want to hear something pretty amazing? Last year, 2008. And this is not talkingmetal.com. TalkingMetal.com had 25 million hits the entire website, but the forums alone had 2.5 million hits. Yeah. It's Isn't crazy. that amazing? Yeah. Like people great. are all over the forums, and uh, we appreciate that and thank you guys.
0: There is uh, some great sections on the forums. You can ask the host stuff. Like uh, right here, Z Man just posted a question. It says, Who are some of the upcoming guests that you will be interviewing? Or have interviewed already. Um, So actually, no one. Sacred uh, Oath. Sacred Oath will be coming on the podcast. Uh, We had Rob on, so he will be coming on soon. That is recorded. I think that's the only one we have in the can right now. Metal Mike, we're going to go over to his house, I think, uh, next week and hang out. Right. Probably do an interview. Probably drink some beer, hang out with Metal Mike. Um, I'm trying to think who. Duff. McKagan, Uh, we've been told we're going to get him, but that hasn't happened yet. Hopefully, it will you know we
1: go through cycles sometimes we have like 10 interviews done and uh you know it takes us two months to get them up and then uh right now as mark said we're we're just uh we got so much stuff going on a lot of stuff that we can't talk about just yet but we have a lot of exciting talking metal things happening and then of course both of us have jobs and we, we do a ton of different things and mark has a family and uh so so we're pretty jammed up but uh don't worry, guys. We will continue to bring you guys super cool Talking Metal content. Yes. By the way, did you see there was a guy that said Talking Rock forums? There was yeah, yeah, you wanted a Talking, talking rock, rock, rock forums. forums.
0: Yeah. I don't think we do enough with Talking Rock just yet for there to be a forum devoted to it, but you're welcome but, to open it. One thing you guys should know the, the forums are, aren't actually even run by John and I, they are run by Exciter and Z Man and, and uh, Shotaholic and some of the real hardcore. Talking Metal listeners uh, actually run the forums. Uh, John, aka Exciter, set up the forums, and uh, it's really his baby, and he's uh, doing a great job with it. Thank you. uh, Thank you, Exciter, and uh, guys, you know the clue to get the password to get onto the forums, so... Go do that and uh, join us and let's talk some metal on the Talking Metal forums. Here's another posting off the forums. I was just wondering if you guys would ever consider getting Static X on the show. They're coming out with a new album, Cult of Static, so there would probably be plenty to talk about. It doesn't matter if you get all of them or just one of them, like Wayne or something, but that'd be sweet. Just a suggestion. met Alex posted that. Alex, sure. I'm not like a hardcore Static X guy. Uh, I do have a couple of their songs on my iPod, and they sound all right. Um, but I, w- I would cons- you know, I would definitely consider. them, sure. I saw uh, Wayne Static backstage at a
1: Ozfest. I think once. Oh yeah. And, okay. Yeah, cool. It was pretty cool. But uh, hey, I, I had some stuff that I wanted to just briefly mention yeah, go since we been talking about the internet and people who post things. I love the internet. I think it's a great place, and I I love the fact that you know we have people on our forums posting away. What I think is a little nutty, and I've never you know really addressed this, but are some of the comments that I see people leave just about random things online, and and the the, the thing that I just can't get over are the people that want to talk about cover songs and you know we've had a few you know heck we're not bothered by negative comments but if they're a truly like critical comment that's, that's one thing but what I think is hilarious and I'm, I'm not sure what the people are thinking or what's going wrong in their brain but when they think that we're defacing a song because we covered it or we're trying to outdo the original and that's not why we do these covers on Talking Metal we do them to celebrate how cool the song was and if you like it great if you hate it You know that's cool too. Yeah, Yeah. just don't listen to it. But don't listen to yeah. Just stop listening (laughs) to it, and don't Don't torture yourself. Yeah, yeah. Don't if 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 you hate
0: it that much. You you don't have to listen to it. We're not
1: forcing you. And by the way, guys, we're giving this stuff to you for free. Okay, so uh, if I see one more of these comments that are like, you know, I hate the guy with the uh, freaking Dean. You know, believe it or not, I wasn't even playing a Dean. I was playing a Gibson with a split V headstock. But you know, of course, these posters are geniuses, and uh, you know have to. To, to write stuff like that. And I just think it's funny. Like I said, yeah, you don't like it. Don't watch it. Don't listen to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Good point. Well, anyway, Good point. And, that's that. Uh, it reminds me of something. metalsucks.net is a very cool website, which I've been visiting a lot. And uh, they have actually uh, written a lot of positive well not a lot a few positive things about talking metal over the course of the past few years and uh, a couple negative things about talking metal they actually probably balance out some <laughs> negative and positive comments on uh, metal net about talking metal but it's just a great site these guys are a little sarcastic they're funny they they have postings that go up all day every day and and uh they actually commented that they didn't like our uh, run to the hills cover within this mm. moment, but uh, which is okay, but then they also commented that that uh you know it's a shame that there aren't more episodes of Talking metal going right. on t v right now, so it's a definitely a good site that is is a blog role type of site that offers opinion and uh will give you a good smile and laugh uh while you're reading it so uh, I recommend metal add it to your favorites and uh also wanted to mention there was a robbery on 48th street where all the guitar stores mm. are here in manhattan mark morton lamb of god his signature guitar was for sale and i went back in uh, <laughs> i was looking at it and Clash. i went back in to actually try it because i'm thinking of buying one and uh the guy told me, oh, no, somebody stole that. And I was right. like, what do you mean? And he was like, they came in, they stuck it in a bag, and they ran out. And yeah. uh, the Sam Ash... It was Manny's, actually. Manny's Those perfect. guys were chasing him down the street. Uh, they didn't catch him. He got away. And, uh, you know, that's probably like about a $1,000 guitar. Right. They have guitars in Manny's that are like $15,000. Right. I mean, if <laughs> I was going to steal a guitar, I probably would have went for one of the more right. expensive ones. But he wanted that Mark Morton Jackson. It's hilarious because...
1: Right in the front of Manny's, and I'm not advocating anybody to go in and rob the place because I love that store, but and plus that's illegal. But anyway, there are a bunch of, like, high-end Gibsons, like custom shop Les Pauls with, like, unbelievable burst finishes right up front. So, you know, instead of walking to the back of the store, putting the $1,000 Jackson, which is a great guitar, but like I said, you know, much less expensive than the uh, the high-end Gibsons off front. I mean, to think that somebody would just, you know, they must have been such a Mark Morton fan that they just had to have it and they yeah. snuck out. Now, I can't believe anybody would have the guts to to walk into Manny's and swipe a guitar. Somebody did that with a Paul Stanley cracked mirror um, Washburn, PS2000. It was like really? a $10,000 guitar. And... um they apparently walked in there, they must have had a long jacket. They didn't even put it in the bag. They just pulled it off the wall, put it right. under their coat, and walked out. This right. was about probably about two thousand two. Two thousand two. And um you know what a crazy thing. Poor Manny's. They they get two guitars stolen, like that we know of. And yeah. What a thing.
0: Speaking of Mark from lemon and God, they have a new record out, which I'm I'm enjoying. Wrath, it's called. Uh the guys on Metal Sucks. .net didn't like it. They give it a negative review. But uh, it's a good listen. I recommend it. It is on iTunes. You guys should check it out. Uh, still have a bunch of letters here, but I think we're out of time. I'll save some of these for the, yeah, I got the one next too. podcast. You want to read one more well, and then we'll get out of here? Yeah. yeah. Go, I, the, go for it. This is a
1: pretty interesting one because um, it has to do with uh, the article that your brother wrote Okay, about Kiss. It says, Mark and John... I wanted to make a quick comment regarding
0: Mike's article. Yeah, he says Mark's, Mark's article, yeah. right? Yeah, he, he, he means, really means Mike. Mike's. Yeah. yeah. My brother wrote that, not me. It's a good good read about Kiss in the news section on talkingmetal.com. So it says, uh, I wanted to make a quick comment regarding Mike's article
1: regarding Kiss of Today versus Kiss of the 70s and 80s. I have to tell you, I struggle with the same things you do. Ever since I was about five, I grew up with many heroes. The three at the top were Gene Simmons, the Demon, James T. Kirk, and my dad. And I think it's pretty cool that uh, that,
0: that this guy, uh, you know, includes his dad in that list. And Kirk, too. Shatton, and Kirk, man. yeah, no doubt. If you haven't read Shatner's books, uh, Star Trek Memories, definitely check those By out. By the way, I, stuff.
1: I know this is like totally not metal, but I think he's got a really great hair piece. I mean, it really yeah, looks system, real. Yeah. It's like a system. Yeah. It looks great, man.
0: Anyway. <laughs> it could be implants
1: Oh, uh, Maybe, point, yeah, yeah it, it could be. It, it almost looks too good for a transplant. For, yeah. yeah. There are not a lot of cooler people than those guys. There's no denying that KISS, the brand, has become more important than KISS, the music attitude, etc. Gene has led the charge, of course. It's hard to deal with this for sure. Sharon has done the same thing to Ozzy, in my opinion. Of course, Ozzy would most likely not be with us if not for her. But the Ozzy I idolized left us a while ago as well I do not begrudge anyone for making a lot of money but these heroes are not what they used to be I like your approach and attitude and share it with you Gene Simmons the guy on the Destroyer album cover will never stop rocking and remains a hero separate from his character today same with Ozzy legends never die and then he says go check out the new creator video you will love it and that is from Parker from Denver, Colorado, and he says, "Rock on!" And Parker, we thank you for your letter. And Mike's article was uh, a great article, and we thank your brother Mike for. Yeah, writing hopefully that he for wants us. to
0: write more, so hopefully he'll be uh, a contributing writer to TalkingMetal.com, dot com. Mike Striegel, he's not a total metalhead; he's more like a hard rock guy, likes Kiss. Uh, Alice Cooper And you know Bands like that But he he loves Actually he loves He's like super duper Into Metallica too Van Halen He's a big Van Halen fan
1: Your Uh, brother uh, Did a classic appearance At some of our Older gigs Yeah he used to
0: Actually was a member Of of some of our Older bands And His uh, nickname is The Mad Doctor We let him expose that Yeah yeah, sure And would always Jump up on stage with us Even when he wasn't An official member So uh, Yeah that was great Cool Anyways, I think we should wrap it up. It's a long show today, but I'd like to end with some Armored Saint, Last Train Home. Very cool. Yeah, I like Armored Saint. Yeah, you can buy this track on iTunes, Last Train Home by Armored Saint. Thank you for joining us on Talking Metal, and uh, make sure you join us on the forums. Use that password secret code to get on there. It is, again, the first name of the singer who sang or screamed, south of heaven with us and it ends with an n yeah begins with a b (laughs) and you can check that performance out on youtube.com slash talking metal subscribe to our youtube channel and
1: visit us at www.talkingmetal.com and subscribe to the podcast on itunes right now here is armored saint